Hi, welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited you have decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first episode, welcome. If you are a part of the community here, welcome back. Listen, if you missed out on the last episode that I did, we talked about the Single Moms Retreat, all the things that happened, and I brought on Clark as a guest host. So if you'd like to learn more about that, go back and check out the latest episode. The Single Moms Retreat for July is sold out, so we don't have any spots available at this time. Today, I am going to be unpacking the lessons I learned at the My Taught You podcast live. Now, if you are a part of the single black motherhood community, then you know that this is something that I've been wanting to do because I do believe that there is power in sharing our lessons. So we're going to focus on three topics, shifting the focus to you, friendships, and change. Now, these aren't the topics that my week had at the podcast, but these were topics that I felt would be great based on the notes that I took. All right, so let's get into it. It's very hard to connect to self-care or even hear about it and not roll your eyes and think, what is that going to do for what I got inside that nobody knows about? More comes when we do the internal work on ourselves. We can feel that joy that's always been there. We can feel the love that people who are closest to us are showing. And I know for a lot of us single moms, it sounds challenging to do self-care every day. And I know I talk about this on Instagram a lot, but it doesn't have to be challenging if you make it intentional. At the podcast, Debbie said that she placed a lot of intention on herself and she's not available for things and people that don't serve her. And I absolutely love that. She said that she said no all the time. And there were three things that I took away from what she said. One, don't allow people in your life that don't have energetic exchange. Be very direct with people. Two, Three, be very clear about who you are and who you're going to allow in your space. She also spoke about wellness and healness not being a weekend vision boarding. It's not just one thing that you do, but it's about building supportive structure in your life that supports your healed self. So how are you going to prioritize yourself every single day? There was a question that someone in the audience asked and she said, what do you do with the things that you don't like about yourself? The answer that was given to her was, you have to learn to love them and accept them anyways. You learn to investigate them. You ask questions about yourself. Do your words match your behavior? How are you treating yourself and others? In doing this, you have to make sure that you're not rejecting yourself or hating yourself. The majority of the ways that we behave and the choices that we make are based on our lived experiences. And if you follow me, you know that a lot of times the things that we do in adulthood come from our childhood. So if you haven't done the work to figure out why you're doing some of the things that you do, you got to go back in and dig deep into yourself. These things can be based on what was or was not role modeled by 
the caretakers in our lives. Now, when you're reflecting, it is important that you learn to forgive yourself for the things that you did that you didn't like. And with all the comparisons that exist out there, um, it's important that you have a practice for yourself where you're creating distance between you and the noise at some point every day. And that just goes back to what I said about being able to make time for yourself every single day. And it doesn't have to be challenging. As I said, it could be meditation, a walk in silence, doing a craft, reading, Doing something that you can immerse yourself in without thinking about what other people are doing or just not having to think at all. And you have to get consistent with this practice. Now, while you're caring for yourself, it's important that you allow yourself space to evolve into the new chapters and new levels of who you are and how your gifts are meant to be expressed. There was a girl in the audience and she talked about not feeling fulfilled. And I don't know if a lot of you feel like that because I know in the single mom space, it's so easy to just get buried in the mundane task of every day, right? We're going to work, we're feeding our kids, we're clothing our kids, we're bringing them to extracurricular activities. We're doing all these things, but it's like, what are we doing for us? And do we really feel fulfilled? This one particular lady stated that, you know, she's realizing that her nice job is not what success is. And she wanted to know how she could redefine that. And what I learned from this conversation that we had was that you can redefine success for yourself. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out list, like the nice car, fancy car, the fancy house, you know, kids don't equal success. You know, marriage, all of these things are just things that society has said would make us successful, but they don't have to be true for us, right? And so what she was told was that she may have just reached the heights of her culturally created self, the version of her that was meeting societal expectations, familial expectations, but she wanted more in terms of meaning. So then the question was, how can I be more of me where I am? right? Like even in my day-to-day right now in this season, how can I be more of me? How can I do more of the things that I enjoy that fulfills me? You know, Nedra was there and she talks about sometimes we create our own disappointment by setting these goals, you know, by a certain timeline. So for example, (laughs) for those of us, that, you know, desire marriage. It's like, I want to be married in two years, but you're not even dating yet. So first, how about we start with the dating and we do that thing, but we don't put a time frame on marriage. She said it's easier to have goals based on what we can do right now. So we can have a goal that says we're going to start dating, right? But we can't say we want to be married in two years when we're not even dating. Like we're setting ourselves up. And my leak shared something and she said that she wants what she wants for her, not for other people or not based on what society wants. You know, people can be out here doing a ton of stuff and she doesn't care because she's setting her goals for her. And I really felt that because 
I often feel like I am in my own lane doing my own thing. It's not about what anybody else wants for me. And honestly, I don't give people a lot of space to even say what they want for me or what my goals should be. It's literally based on what I desire for myself and my life. Now, when we're setting these goals for ourselves, we have to think about like why we want it and why is it important to us. I think a lot of times we keep ourselves busy with doing all of this stuff and we get distracted from the real thing that we need to be doing or working on, all right? And so we have to learn to spend time with ourselves and slow down, you know? I think I talk to a lot of moms that have sort of lost themselves in motherhood, Um, They don't know what they like anymore. So maybe you start there and you start to sit down and really think about what it is that makes you happy. Like what brings you joy outside of other people? Happiness is an internal thing. There was this one lady who talked about, you know, she worked a lot. She's accomplished so much and she was only about 27 And my leak shared something with her that has really stuck with me. And she said that, you know, she used to think that she was an overachiever. I believe the girl mentioned that. And she said, you know, what I found was that I was just overworking. And if you Google it, it's wild. And I was just like, whoa, wow. That is so interesting that she brought that up because I'm sure a lot of people felt that. There was another lady who talked about struggling to sit with herself and she said she didn't know where to start when it comes to journaling and she was in therapy, but even in therapy, she just felt like she didn't know what to say. Nedra recommended that she start with something. Nedra recommended that she started with maybe writing down affirmations and speaking into herself, you know, and it can be as simple as taking the thoughts out of her brain and putting them on paper. It didn't have to be this big formal thing that she did, but it could literally be one sentence, one page. She told her she could record it. She could, you know, do a video. Like there's all types of ways to get the things out of your head. And when it comes to talking to a therapist, you just have to learn to get comfortable with speaking about yourself. A lot of times we think, that people won't listen or they don't care. And so when you get to sit down with yourself and your thoughts and write them down, like it's an opportunity for you to care for yourself. And I know we talk about self-care loosely. Self-care at its core is really caring for yourself. It's not so much about the things you do externally or out of the house, but it's the things you do internally And in the house, that really matters. Not saying those other things don't matter, but you got to take care of you inside, okay? Now, when we are talking about the issues that we have, we sometimes don't want to take the advice because we think it won't work for us. So then... I learned that when we're given the tools and we don't use them, it's because of that. You think, well, that's not going to work for me. And you don't even try it. So something Debbie recommended is that we just be open, right? And 
I want to share with you an affirmation that she shared with the lady. I am open to all the teachers and all the tools that are necessary for my path. She told her that there was nothing more important than cultivating her internal life. It is the foundation of everything else that will happen. So just really making a conscious choice about investing time into caring for you internally, like you're worthy of that. You are worth your time, okay? It's like we give everybody else our time. We give our jobs. We give our businesses our time. We give our children our time, our family our time. But then when it comes to us, like we don't have anything left. And I really want us to get better about that. You know, my league mentioned something that was also interesting. She said that, you know, there's so many ways that people can have access to you these days. You know, the text, the phone, the DM, emails, it's just so much. And she has taken the time of removing the convenience from her life to inconvenience others. She also shared a word from her pediatrician who told her that she couldn't nourish herself if she wasn't nourished. She told her that her daughter could cry while she did what she needed to do for her first, okay? (laughs) And so she said that that literally stuck with her since she can't nourish anyone if she don't even put water in her own body. She can't feed her child if she doesn't eat, right? So she needs to fill herself up first, even if it inconveniences the child. Like she can wait, she's gonna be okay. And crying is not going to kill her. Like it's all right. And so if we take that lesson towards other people, it's like, it's okay to inconvenience other people to convenience yourself, right? And so she said that she hoped we will inconvenience someone by saying yes to ourselves. Now let's get into friendships. So there was a lot of talk around friendships and Nedra mentioned that we have to really look at the moments where we are not being healthy people, therefore making us unhealthy friends. You know what? And I think it goes back to self-care because if we are not caring for ourselves, this could be a window into how we will care for other people. Nedra mentioned that as an adult, We need five friends at the minimum. Now, I don't know how many friends you have, but I could probably count my like real core friends on one hand, like my inner circle. But then I have mom friends that I've met along the way. And I probably have so many of them because, (laughs) you know, I've just grown to be like this social butterfly where like I can relate to so many moms, but even sometimes when I can't relate, I can learn something. And everybody doesn't have to be in your inner circle and everybody doesn't have to be close friends, but we need to spread our energy around. We need community and a community of people is not just one, okay? Now, if you are having problems making friends, we learn that it's a you problem. And sometimes to have friends, we have to lower our expectations Uh, and not create stories about people. Nedra was asked the question, what is a quality friendship? And she defined it as one where you feel safe and able to open up. There is low judgment, not no judgment, a sense of openness, connection, love, admiration, celebration, and togetherness. So 
she asked the question, are you inviting people into your life? Especially if you desire friends, but you don't have them. Are you, or you feel like you have difficulty making them. You gotta invite people into your life. You gotta connect with those people who have those same sort of experiences. And if you're not doing that, if you're not connecting with people or you're not making friends, it may be because you're not talking about the challenges that you face and you're not connecting with people who are on similar paths. I think a lot of us struggle with that based off of our fear of, you know, it not working out or somebody judging us. And we just can't worry about that. A lot of times when we meet people, they're just strangers, you know? Uh, So many moms that I've connected with have been strangers at first. You know, they've gotten to know me and my story probably more so than I've gotten to know theirs. And that's okay. Uh, But we can relate. And I think when you can relate and people share their stories with you, you're more likely to be vulnerable or they're more likely to be vulnerable. And so it's a two-way street. Nedra said it's this reciprocal process that happens as we open up with people, we meet our people. I mean, sometimes it can feel lonely and isolating and we think it's other people and nobody's like us, but we it goes back to that question. Who am I showing that I'm like them? And am I inviting people into my life? She also broke down acquaintances and those are people that you meet in groups. You know, it could be mom group, could be a book club, could be a meetup group. If the relationships don't transition outside of those spaces, those are your acquaintances. Those aren't your friends. And sometimes we just, we use the term friend so loosely and not realizing that these people are just acquaintances, right? But then we get beside ourselves and we place friendship expectations on acquaintances. And I think we can all do a better job with that. Friendships require work. And this is something that I've learned from not only going to, you know, things like this or listening to podcasts, but also like lots of books I've read and people that have really good friendships share their experiences. It's like these things take work. I started the Single Mom Collective maybe a month ago and a lot of moms joined to meet more moms and to make friends. And so I posted a reminder to them to let them know that they have to actually reach out to people in order to foster those friendships. You know, look at their location, see where they're from, see what they like, what their interests are. You know, like friendships are just like other relationships, like they require work to develop. Now, Debbie shared that She spent some time looking at the foundations of the relationships that she had with people. She said she didn't like to be treated casually and she's very intentional. She didn't just call anybody friend unless they had a real friendship. And so when you call people friends and you haven't built anything, she said that puts you into a situation where you're a lot more expectant and you place these expectations on people 
that shouldn't be placed. So what she did was created a list of people who were irritating to her. And she wrote down her feelings around what she felt when she was with those people. And it was a process. And she talked to those people about it. And some people didn't feel compatible with the lifestyle she wanted to live. And they weren't understanding. But then there were some that were understanding. However, she said that she didn't want people around who were not emotionally intelligent because she didn't want to teach that. So we have to get clear on what we want in life. And that includes relationships. Like, are these people supportive to who we are at our core? Like who we are authentically? And are we able to still hold in our truth, even when it feels uncomfortable when we're around these people? And if we're not, if we don't feel comfortable being our authentic selves or being honest with these people that we have around us, like that's a problem and you need to go back and evaluate that. They also talked about ending relationships, you know, because we commit time and energy and then we don't want to in these relationships with people that we know don't serve us but we have to be willing to make those changes so that we can live the life that we desire you will go through a process where you grieve the person you'll miss them you'll want to call them but it doesn't mean that you actually have to okay it's just your process of grieving and you don't have to reconnect you can allow things to be over. Now let's get into change. Nedra said something that stuck with me. She said that there are certain spaces we cannot move into with certain people in our lives. And it's important that we love them deeply from a distance. Debbie shared that she used to struggle with discipline and her non-work areas, you know, and a, a lot of us can probably relate to this. We would show up for work at the highest level, right? But when it comes to ourselves, our bodies, our friends, like we're not really showing up like that. And so she started to work on those areas and become more disciplined there. Like she didn't want to be in a space where she wasn't actually living the life that she was working for. And so I think at this stage in my life, I am in a place where like, <laughs> I don't desire to hustle and work myself in the ground and not be able to live this life that I'm working for. And so going into this next year, I am really thinking about how can I maximize more of my time and earn more income while still enjoying my life? Because I don't want to be around here just work, work, working, hustling, and then not doing the things that I desire or not going places that I want to go. They also talked about social media, you know, not needing to know the detail of they also talked about social media and how they don't connect with every single person that they meet. They're like, I don't literally need to know the detail of your life. And I'll say this and be honest. When I meet moms in real life, I like to connect with them to see, you know, their I like to see the details of their life. But they are saying that they don't want to be plugged into a ton of people. Like they want to know a select few. And Debbie mentioned that there being another way for us to connect and it's in the real world. And so she invited us to figure out our purpose for using social media. 
I use my single black motherhood page specifically for connection with moms. So I engage with the moms there. I talk to them in the DM. I learn about their lives. And so it's really for connection with moms. That is what I use it for. Um, Every now and then I will follow people that inspire me in business or in life. Like they're about self-improvement, routine, structure, um, those are the type of people that I follow if I haven't met them or if I haven't connected if they're not a mom. So I pretty much know my purpose for using it. I encourage you to look at how you're using social media and what is your purpose for it. It could be entertainment and that's totally fine, but like you need to be aware of your purpose for using it and who you're following. If you need to go and unfollow some people, do that. I believe Divi shared that she unfollowed every body and started from zero and Nedra was like well if you can't start from zero you can actually create a a page that you don't follow anybody and use that page uh, for the people that you really want to see so those are pretty much my notes I literally condensed two hours into less than 30 minutes. So I hope that this was helpful for you. As always, I'd love to hear your feedback. So you can DM me on Instagram at single black motherhood. You can shoot me an email. Hello at single black motherhood.com. Until the next episode. Thank you so much for taking out time to listen. I appreciate it.